0: Shit 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 show. It's a fucking shit Welcome show. Welcome back shit to Shit show. show Saturday. We are joined by the biggest shit show of them all, Christy.
1: Hi. <laughs> hey. Hi. Song. Um, so the the song that I would want played when I walk into a room is I love pink. Um and fucking perfect is probably the song. Um, just because I like how she talks about um, Stopping the negative self-talk, which is what I've been working on. So I'm just accepting myself where I'm at. Carbohydrate? Uh, pizza, for sure. I love all pizza. I love veggie pizza the most, but like like a thick crust. I guess that's Chicago-style pizza. Mm-hmm. Like deep dish? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The deeper, the better. <laughs> you know what I
0: love about the deep dish is like the, the, the crust that's like the doughy part. Oh, the doughy part. Yeah, you like I like sometimes I like to just scrape it.
1: I literally take off all the toppings first and then eat them and then save the crust to eat by itself with just a little sauce on it. Oh, it's so good.
0: I know, and I love it when the tomato sauce is chunky. Oh. I might have to get I might have to get myself some fucking pizza. I fucking deserve pizza. Everyone deserves
1: pizza. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, cheese. My favorite cheese is like a really nice sharp cheddar and um like American, not American, a white cheddar cheese is what I'm eating right now. So good. Is it a bag then, or is it a bag cheese? It's not a bag cheese. It's just sliced cheese, but um it's just white cheddar cheese. It's so good. It's really sharp. And then also I love Havarti mm-hmm. just because it's so creamy. Oh, it's mm-hmm. just so good. How are you be eating your cheese, lady? Um, I swear to you that my favorite way to eat cheese is when it's just like you get a block of cheese, and then I just open the refrigerator, and I just rip a chunk off and eat it. That's my favorite. Um, Condiment. Okay, so my favorite condiment is probably ketchup, but I actually probably use mustard more because I'm trying to not use much sugar. And so what kind of mustard are we working with? I like all mustard. Um I like uh spicy spicy mustard the best probably.
0: Yeah. Okay. And what So then what are you substituting like what would you eat ketchup with that you're now using mustard with instead?
1: Oh like like everything. Like so if I eat just like a chicken breast, mm-hmm. okay, I know. Sometimes I'll put ketchup on it, but I'll put mustard on it instead. Um if it's just like a grilled chicken breast, uh, I put mustard on vegetables. Um, I eat it on everything. It's weird. I know. You eat ketchup on your vegetables? Um, no, I guess I shouldn't say like I would, I just enjoy ketchup more because it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. You know? The king. It's the king. It's the king. Okay. So when did you figure out that you were an adult child? So I think oh. I figured that out last year. Um, I was in Al-Anon which I probably should still be in, but I, I'm doing what I can. So I was in Al-Anon and um, listening. I started listening to a lot of podcasts last year, um, maybe in the spring. And so I came across yours and I actually think on the recovery show uh, with Spencer, um, he lives in Michigan too, but um, I listened to him like for a couple of years and then you were on. And then I listened to your podcast and, um, from that and then I was like really relating to a lot of the things that you were saying um so I kind of switched over and started just listening to your podcast and um kind of was playing around with just like thinking about joining the community and I think I finally joined in October didn't I I think it was October
0: October
1: <laughs> <laughs> well let's talk about what was your alan on bottom it was definitely being with my um with my ex-husband it was just i was fucking disaster like i i'd never been in a situation um like he was fully committed to his addictions you know um and just every single way like he mm-hmm. was using drugs and alcohol and i'd never dealt with that before like i literally have never had that experience so i was just like really naive to that and i just really thought I was losing my mind. Mm. Like I thought I was crazy. Mm. So, um, I, and so that's what kind of got me into al because I literally was, my life was out of control. All I could do was focus on him, what he was doing. If he was drinking, I would beg him every day not to drink. Um, it was just, it was incredibly, distressing like I I mean I was I started to have panic attacks it was just my emotions were I was starting to like not take care of my kids Mm. so that was like in 2018 that it really was that bad when did you marry him 2017
0: okay and how long were you guys dating before you got married uh seven months okay nice (laughs) and uh (laughs) when was the first time that you realized that he was an alcoholic
1: I actually real I knew he was an alcoholic uh right after we got married um maybe right around the time we got married but um we weren't fully living together and he was like a master at hiding things Mm. so it was really kept to a minimum um And then a lot like a series of events happened right after we got married where I don't know if he just because I take over everything and I'm like super, super responsible Mm -hmm. for everybody. And I just take everything over. He really let himself go. He lost his job. He lost his kids. Um, I was basically taking care of him. And that's when all of that's when he started to lose all of those things that's when it got really really bad it it just escalated for him and my life just spiraled out of control I just didn't know what to do because when we met he was like working he was professional he was working at a big three company he was making a lot of money Mm. and after we got married like I said, he lost his job. I was trying to support everyone. It was, it was pretty crazy. Did he ever try to get sober? Yeah. Well, well, during the times that we, well, while we were together, he went to rehab five times. Mm. um, And the fifth time uh, was in 2020 and he actually was, he had his first um, DUI and he was in jail and he um, he was already on probation for a pretty significant thing when he got the DUI. So they sent him to jail for a few months and they gave him the option to go to rehab instead of finishing out his jail sentence. So he did that. And so in 2020, he was able to get sober from drinking. For how long? He stayed sober from drinking for about two to two and a half years. Uh-huh. He was still using other substances, uh-huh. even though he was on probation. He was just like working that system. There are ways that you can yep. figure that out. But um, but yeah, so he was sober for two and a half years. And honest to goodness, it almost got worse when he was sober mm-hmm. because he was not in recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, he was like a dry drunk. He was just mis- it was it was almost worse because he didn't have his coping mechanism exactly yeah so it was just a really hard time and then when did you walk away from the marriage so last summer uh okay so wait let's back up a little so (laughs) in january of 2022 he came off of probation so he wasn't testing anymore and um, he went right, he went back to full-fledged substance use, which wasn't alcohol at first. Um, what was he on? opiates No, he was, well, like back in like 2018 and 19. So he mm-hmm. violated probation in 2019 with cocaine. Um, and he's a huge weed smoker. Like I've just never had any experience with it. But it's, it, it's literally from the moment he wakes up uh-huh. till the moment he goes to sleep. Uh And if he wakes up in the middle of the night, he smokes. So he's pretty Uh much high, like 20 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. So he went back in January of 2022. um, He went back to smoking weed like that. And I just felt like in my heart that those things were going to go together. He was going to relapse. Yeah. And so I was kind of giving him a really hard time. Um, And I I mean, taking accountability for my behavior, I was probably mean to him because I was just, I, I guess... When I'm looking back at it, I was just sabotaging it for us because I just knew that, or I felt like he was just going to relapse. And I knew that if he relapsed, I wasn't going to stay with him because it was so bad uh, when he was drinking. So when did you start going to Al-Anon? I started going to Al-Anon in 2017, but it was just here and there. And then I was listening to Spencer's podcast for like a couple of years And then I was like dabbling in Al-Anon. And then last year in January, I started going twice a week when he started smoking weed again. And that was actually so helpful. It just really got my mind. It got me me back where I needed to be in my mind with that because I was really struggling Mm -hmm. with keeping the focus off of him and back onto me.
0: Let's talk about your childhood. Okay. Do tell. What do I need to know?
1: Uh, My childhood was super fucked up. (laughs) um (laughs) uh okay so my dad was an alcoholic um he had some kind of mental disorder or some kind of mental health issue that was never diagnosed um my mom is an adult child of uh my grandfather her dad was an alcoholic so I feel like she like looking at it and trying to like analyze it she probably married her dad yeah that's why she married my dad Um, so my dad was pretty violent, um, with my mom. He, he didn't like beat her in front of me, but like, um, my sister and my mom would, and I was like a little younger, but they told me that he would pull guns on her. He, you know, like, um, when he was drunk and he, he did a lot of, um, cheating on my mom. He tried to get my mom to adopt this baby of his mistress because Mm. she said that he was going to die. Like all this stuff. My mom would take me in the car and we would
0: follow
1: my dad while he was meeting his mistress. Like just so many things. How old were you then? I was like nine, eight or nine. Um, And then my dad and I were like really, really close. My dad always wanted a boy. And when I was born, he thought I was going to be a boy. And he actually left the hospital and my mom said that he would not come back. And the grandmas, his mom and her mom, made him come get her and me. Um, he was just so upset when he found out I was a girl. Um, so he actually made me into his boy and I shared this before um in the step study that he actually like started calling me Christopher.
0: Oh my god. At um, what age? Yeah. I
1: mean? Um, I don't know, like as long as I can remember, he would call me that. Mm-hmm. And um he took me hunting. We were together. Like I was with him a lot, you know, um, and he would just he just made me into his boy. I did all the boy things. So like he got me a bow and arrow. He shot me, how to, taught me how to shoot. He taught my mostly my sister how to shoot. He took me hunting, like all this stuff. So then my mom kicked him out when I was 10. And um, my dad was like disappeared from my life then. And I mm-hmm. was like really attached to him so so the extent that let me just take a breath it's just shocking that it's still so painful like I'm 51 this happened when I was 10
0: of course it is <laughs> of course it is
1: yeah I just have a lot to work through still um
0: it's like a poor wound
1: yeah um so yeah, like our relationship went with me being with him all the time, like he would take me to work, like everything, um, to not seeing him at all. And, um, we would meet at, at, on Tuesday nights at McDonald's down the street from our house for like two hours. My mom would drop us off at McDonald's. He would meet us there. He would never let us know where he was living. Um, he he just was really secretive because he was seeing that woman and I think they were living together. My dad had his own business with my grandpa and they were pretty well off. So he did a lot of hiding his money. That's, yeah. Wow. Like hiding all the assets and stuff. He didn't want us to know what he had. So, cause he knew that we would just report back to my mom. So it was just a really long drawn out thing. Like my parents were not, their divorce was not final until I was 17. Mm she filed when I was 10. Wow. Yeah. It was just a really long, brutal, terrible thing.
0: And so what did your relationship look like with him, like throughout your teenage years and stuff?
1: Um, I actually, so when I was 14, he allowed us to know that um, he did have a son. He had a son with this woman. So I was allowed to meet him. um, That child, that's my half brother. He was two when I met him. And so then after he let us know that, then we did spend a little more time with him. We would spend, you know, holidays over there. When I was 14, I think I spent a couple of weeks there with him. Just didn't feel the same. Um, But my mom let me go over there, even though she probably didn't want me to. And then, then in my teen years, I started to get really, really, like, wild and acting out very promiscuous. I actually was drinking a lot when I was like from 12. I started drinking when I was 12. And then all the way through high school, I was drinking and not just like at parties. Sometimes I would just drink by myself. So during that time, like we were never really close again, not since not since like he had moved out when I was 10. And then there was a period of time uh In my early twenties, where I didn't speak to him at all for like three years because he was also like a compulsive liar, and he would just tell these crazy stories, and we would catch him in the story, and he just would defend it to the death like it was so frustrating, so it got to be where I just couldn't handle being around him because I could see now that I was older how um unhealthy it was for me to be around him, so mm. yeah.
0: How did you not become a full-fledged alcoholic?
1: I don't know. I honestly got genetics. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how I did. Um, I drank in high school and when I went to college, I drank some, but I just turned it off. And um, I think I have tendencies. Like if I drink, like when I was in my twenties, if I would drink, I really would drink to excess. Like I really couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. And that kind of got less and less as I got older. And now I'm able to just, you know, have... You it. Oh, yeah, well. like I'll have it or I don't have to have it or I'll have like one beer maybe. But now I don't even really like to drink and I pretty much stay sober. Like I would say like 99% of the time, maybe occasionally I'll have a beer if I go out with a friend or something. But yeah, I don't know.
0: It's given your genetics, it's crazy.
1: It is crazy. And um, yeah, I don't know. But it never... Affected my life that I knew of I always got great Mm -hmm. grades I was a really good student you know I don't know so what did your pattern
0: within relationships look like
1: they were kind of a train wreck so um and when I was in high school I was dating this guy and we broke up but I was like really obsessed with him like I couldn't it's really embarrassing to say that but like I could not stop like calling him and wanting to be there. I just, he broke up with me, I think at first and I just could not give it up. Like, I just, I felt so, it was just abandonment. I think looking back on it, I just, I didn't know how to handle that. That was the first thing, the first relationship like that. Then I met my first husband. Well, I didn't really meet him. We were just in a group of friends, but we started dating when I was like 19 or 20. I think it was 20. Mm -hmm. And once I started dating him, I could let the other guy go. Um so I've really just like Of lily- course, of course. Yeah, like mm-hmm. lily-padded from one man to the next like my entire adult life so far till this moment right now. So I met him and you know it was like super intense right away. Um we got married, we had my daughter, just real insecure about him being with his friends. Then he left me. He um and he ended up being diagnosed with like bipolar and he's an alcoholic. I I know now. Um I didn't know it then. So then from that guy, I just started dating another guy and he kind of took over and he was really controlling and no one liked him. We broke up because he cheated on me. And then I went to my second husband. I ended up getting pregnant um, with my third child and he was probably the most stable, but he was um, addicted to opioids. (laughs) So um, there's still a bunch of issues there. But he was actually a really good husband and a good dad, you know, like Uh um, then I had a midlife crisis. We were married for 12 years and I had a midlife crisis. I divorced him. And then I met my most my third husband, who I'm now divorced from. But my third husband resembled my dad to a T, like his mannerisms, the way he talks, the drinking, all of that. I couldn't have got closer. So, mm. <laughs> well, that's good. Got that one out of your now, yeah. It's out of my system. And-
0: <laughs> you, found a, you know, no more searching, no more searching for him. We don't have to find dad anymore, right?
1: Right, yeah. And I really feel like it was a blessing. You know, it's a blessing that I've this has been a really hard thing to go through, but like, I feel like I'm gonna heal my wounds. Like, this is where like my real life starts, you know. Mm hmm. What happened to your dad? Is he alive? He's not. He passed away um, in July of 2020 from COVID. Oh. And what about your mother? My mother is, um, i lo- she's amazing woman. My dad would never let her work uh, or have a career, even though my mom has two degrees. She got her nursing degree when I was like three years old and she was never allowed to work. She started working when she kicked my dad out and, um, she used to work nights and that I did not add that in. So she started working nights and, um, so she'd be gone all night. And that is exactly at about the same time that, um, I started drinking when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would be gone. Literally my friends would come to my house, pick, pick me up. Like not just cup like we weren't driving we were 12. They would ride their bikes. We would go out. I'd be out all night long. I mean, you could have
0: been driving at 12.
1: <laughs> I think I took her car once. I hope she doesn't listen to this. So yeah, we would be gone all night long, just walking around the city. And, and then I would get home at like five in the morning and she would get home at like six, six thirty, and I would be sleeping and I'd sleep all day. And then it would just repeat. I like um, do
0: like my, me. <laughs> Have you heard my story about when I took my mom's car out. <laughs> no, I was in, I think it was, I was in the seventh, seventh or eighth grade. My, my, um, my mom was passed out drunk and my dad was out of town and I was like, it's a good time to like, try to drive. So I got in her car. It took me forever to like, get it out of in the drive gear. Cause I didn't know you had to put your foot on the brake. And, um, I finally did. And I'm just kind of like driving around my neighborhood and I turned too sharply and I hit a pole and knocked the side view mirror off the car. <laughs> so I go home and my dad, I had talked to my dad earlier. He knew that my mom was drunk. So as soon as I get home, I call my dad and I go, I just heard the garage door close. I think mom took the car out and he goes, go and check on the car. So I go out in the garage and I go, oh my God, the side view mirror is knocked over. And then I go into the living room where my mom has been the whole time. And I was like, mom, where did you go? Like, where did you go? And I fucking got away with it she was horrified that she actually didn't drink for like a little while because she was horrified she'd never taken the car out in a blackout (laughs) (laughs) and so it like and so yeah and so then i told i ended up telling her a couple years later that it was it was like pat when the statutes of limitations had like run out they couldn't get into it anymore like i ended up telling her it was me so but she asked me she asked me after it happened she goes was it you and i was like no so what are you that's one of my, from, Mom? that was one of my good stories.
1: Oh my God. That good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's good. So how,
0: what has like, as far as like going to Al-Anon and then doing this like ACA stuff, mm-hmm.
1: how has this impacted your relationship with your children? Well, um, I would say just recent, well, Recently, it's probably impacted more. I, I feel like I'm doing a lot of um, amends with them. I have been mm-hmm. trying to talk to them one on one about my choices and um about w- what my history was that made me do all of these things, because really, like, my entire adult life, they've just been yanked from one guy to the next, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's terrible. So. My daughter is 26. Um, She's expecting and she's been in therapy since she's 13 with the same therapist. And she has got amazing boundaries. Amazing. She is. God, I'm so proud of her. She just um, she is so much healthier than I am. Um, She keeps my head on straight. Um, So sometimes I get mad at her because her boundaries are so good because I don't like them but um but sh- she's like really good. Um my boys are my oldest son is 24 and um I always felt like he's kind of the lost child of our family. Like he was never the troublemaker. So I've really done a lot of talking to him about like I'm so sorry that you know like I kind of, because he's so quiet, I feel like I didn't give him what I needed to give him or what he needed uh-huh. from me. He's so sweet. He just says, it's okay, mom. You know, like, you know, he loves me or whatever. My my middle boy is 17 and he is having some substance issues, which I feel like stem from Paul's influence a bit. Um, so I have a ton what of guilt. Genetics. There. and genetics right I guess I shouldn't be pegging it on him right totally but like it's just really hard to not feel
0: understand but you can't control that
1: yeah 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 so I'm hoping he's got a really good head on his shoulders and I'm hoping just like most other teenagers that kind of go through this so many of them come out okay like I did I came out okay and you're okay I think he's going to come through it and then my youngest child is also in therapy and um He's doing all right. And he's so happy that my ex is out of my life now. He he wasn't feeling safe at our house. And we've had a lot of therapy talks, um, a lot of sessions about not feeling safe at home. So really my kids are what helped me get through this most recent divorce. Without them, I think I would never have divorced him. I would have just mm-hmm. stayed in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're all okay. Like they all love me. I all I love them, you know. So like we You're have, a good mom. yeah, like we have a good relationship. I don't know how good of a mom I am, but I think you are. Thank you. Um, any other examples of growth that you want to share? I feel like I'm trying to hold boundaries a little better or learn about boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. I literally have never held a boundary in my life, I think. So that's really hard for me, but I'm really practicing that. Um, it's going to take me a while longer. Um,
0: I'm also doing
1: okay on my own. My entire adult life, I've never lived on my own ever. I really am enjoying it honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm having some lonely times, but like I just like take deep breaths and <laughs> know that I like I have people around me that love me. I'm really not alone. You know. So I feel really proud of myself that that I'm able to be here by myself and not completely freak out be alone for much longer (laughs) right yeah i mean with the baby coming and then moving in and stuff um it's definitely gonna like tear up my life again but um but like not having a partner you know what i mean like not having a partner even is different than having my kids live with me
0: and i think that this is going to be like a beautiful opportunity for living amends having your daughter there with you
1: yeah i agree i agree for sure yeah
0: Okay. What are
1: three things that you like about yourself? Um, I'm pretty funny. Um especially like with um my family, with my sisters, with my mom. I'm very, very silly with them. So I like that. I think that um I I think I am a probably a pretty good mom. Like I do try to meet my kids' emotional needs and finance, you know, like I can support them and stuff. And so I think I'm a good mom. And I like that. I am becoming a better cook. I think I like that about myself. Like I never, my second husband would never allow me to cook because he said I was terrible at it. <laughs> and so like, that like really hurt my feelings, honestly. So yeah, I like that. I'm branching out and cooking. So what what what's the most recent thing that you've made that you've liked? Um, Pasta dishes. I don't even know what they're called, but it's just like pasta and chicken and stuff. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, I'm not making anything fancy. But they taste so good. So, okay, hope or dream for the future. Okay, I did not think about this at a time. All right, hope or dream for the future. I really just want to be, I really, I really want to find out what I like because, because I've been with like one man to the next and I just assume what they like, I really haven't spent any time like, exploring myself and like what do I like what do I not like I know that I like to get a lot of sleep now I never knew that I really needed and love sleep I love running I love you know so I'm like learning the things that I like and it's 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 really fun honestly so I just want to keep doing well I'm so grateful to know you thanks Andrea you've been so helpful so helpful to me